everybody. Welcome in. It's Friday. It's that time of the week. It's the Mountaineer Sports Insider coming to you from uh, Prospect and Price Street on the campus of West Virginia University. And we're back again this week to talk about more Mountaineer athletics and what's going on here in Morgantown. I'm Tanner Lambert, Sports Director at U92. Along with me today, as always, is the Sports Editor at the Daily Athenaeum, Mr. Luke Blaine. And Luke... It is the busiest time of year, and I don't know if you can hear that in my voice or not as I sit here and talk to you today. Uh, no, you sound very lively right now. Too. Yeah, lots going on, sir. It is uh, or October, see? It's November the 10th, and just this weekend, we have over six events here. Oh, yeah. Um, starting with cross-country at the NCAA Mid-Atlantic Regionals. Volleyball's at Texas Tech for the second straight day, and then men's basketball's got a home game tonight over at the Coliseum, sir. Uh, you got a rifle this weekend at home in the WVU Fall Classic. You've got women's basketball on the road tomorrow in the backyard brawl. You've got the Mountain State Derby Part 2 down in Huntington on Sunday. I mean, Sunday alone's got six, seven, eight, nine events um, yeah. with rifle competing, wrestling competing in their uh, Mountaineer quad, but yes, that is men's soccer at number one in the country. Once again, the Marshall Thundering Herd. And the winner of that one will probably become the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, here for men's soccer. And then, of course, you have football on the road tomorrow in another night game. Every single one of them has basically been a night game. Uh, this season. Team. Yeah. Uh, they're down in Norman playing the Oklahoma Sooners. So we'll preview all of this stuff for you and get you caught back up on what else has happened. Uh, and as always, we will start with those West Virginia football Mountaineers. A 6-3 and three overall record, 4-2 and two in the conference, Luke. Uh, they've been very good at home, 2-2 two and two on the road. Uh, only their fifth road game of the season this weekend uh, before they come back home to play Cincinnati next week, and then they'll go back to Baylor. So... 7 p.m. on Fox at the Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Shaping up to be a uh, all-timer, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I, I think so. I think Nail Brown has a chance to win over a vast majority of the fan base who maybe wasn't as high on supporting him in previous years. I think the biggest gripe has been, you know, the big game thing, with which, you know, I think Pat McAfee said it best that, like, a lot of fans feel like WVU should be further along in, like, the development um, so far in Brown's tenure. You know, it was like whenever they went to Penn State, it was like, oh, here comes the Mac school to play Penn mm -hmm. State, you know. And I think that if he can go to Norman and win, beat an Oklahoma team that – I mean, if we're being honest, has slowed down a little bit since their hot start. Yeah, you know, lost ever, two straight. Yeah, ever since their their last win was the Red River rivalry, which was a few. I mean, feels like a little bit ago. You know, yeah. so lost two consecutive Big Twelve games. They have a chance to kind of capitalize on Oklahoma's lack of momentum right now and kind of spur on some more of theirs going into two. I mean, extremely winnable. I think you should win the last two games whenever you host Cincinnati and then go to Baylor. So there's a real opportunity here for Neil Brown and WVU, and you got to win out if you want even a chance at the Big 12 championship, which, you know, looks kind of bleak right now, but college football, anything can happen. 
Yeah, uh, this is an Oklahoma team that, yes, has dropped two straight. One on the road in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, against a backup quarterback up there with uh, Jake Bean, I think is his name, playing for the Jayhawks. And then they lose last weekend uh, again, and that was to Mike Gundy and that Oklahoma State team that might be the hottest team in the league. We saw them a couple weeks ago here in Morgantown, and they have not slowed down since then. I think the stat is still true. West Virginia's held held Ollie Gordon to his lowest rushing numbers in Big 12 play. Uh, and you remember how frustrating that fourth quarter was. He's been doing that to every single team they're playing. Around the Big 12, the standings look like this. West Virginia is tied for third with one, two, three, four other teams, so five total, all at four and two in the conference. Um, them being Kansas, Oklahoma, K-State, and Iowa State. Obviously, things will change after tomorrow with West Virginia playing Oklahoma right there in that one. But Iowa State plays BYU in Provo, Utah. Texas plays TCU. Cincinnati plays Houston. Cincinnati's still looking for their first Big 12 win, excuse me. And then Oklahoma State's got Central Florida. Baylor's got K-State. So it feels like, in, in Kansas and Texas Tech, it feels like West Virginia is the only one that's really playing a quality opponent within the league tomorrow, potentially. Uh, when you really look down at it, Texas and TCU, all right, maybe, especially with no Quinn years. Uh, but Baylor's not great. Texas Tech's really struggled this year. UCF has not been good in league play. Cincinnati's been awful in league play. BYU's been awful in league play. And those teams at the top, none of them really play each other outside of West Virginia and Oklahoma. So this is, you know, I, I was on the morning spiel, as I usually am on Fridays, and it became sort of my thought process on this game was this is a game that if you are really a good team, you compete in. But if you're a great team, you go and win it. Mm -hmm. And what is this program? This could be a program-defining win. Not in the way to where it's, you know, getting you into some Big 12 title game or something like that. But one where you kind of go and say, yeah, West Virginia is here and now we're ready to compete. And then that has to carry over to next year because, you know, there's been a lot of injuries this year and all of those things, and that's kind of hampered what they could have done this year. But that means that a lot of young guys have got a lot of playing time, and a lot of those guys will be back next season, most notably, obviously, starting on the offense with quarterback Eric Green and running back C.J. Donaldson, and uh, many of the receivers will be back next season as well. And so, or should be, I guess is what I should say. You never know in this state of college football. But if they're able to keep this roster for the most part intact on the offensive side of the ball and, you know, outside of Lee Coba and Aubrey Burks and a couple of those guys and some of the offensive linemen, a lot of the defense is going to be back because a lot of that defense is freshman and sophomore based that have had to play a lot of minutes this year. So this is a game where you sort of define what your program's going to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that it defines – for Neil Brown to, you know, what he can do with the team that is comprised of players that he pretty much handpicked. Um, you know, this is the first year where there's really not a lot of a, a bunch of players that Dana Holgerson recruited. It's his time to go out there and show, I have what I want and what I need. I can go out there and win. Now, there's been a couple losses that, I mean, the Houston loss shouldn't have happened. You know, and there's been times where, you know, I've said it all along. 
winning the backyard brawl and going out the next week and beating Texas Tech with your backup quarterback, that takes good coaching to set your team up to win in those situations. Now, Neil Brown, you know, the roster's mostly healthy, you know, but injuries happen in football, and that's something that you have to cope with as the season goes on and something every other Big 12 team is having to deal with too. So I think that if you're a WVU fan, you really want a win out of this game in particular because Neil Brown has to show what he can do with his team. And I think we've seen what he can do recruiting-wise. I mean, this freshman class, I think it was Bryce Ford Wheaton that said it, this is the best freshman class WVU's had in a long time. I mean, Hudson Clement, when healthy, is contributing. Jaheim White is playing really well. You have players on the defensive side. The talent's there. I fully believe that the talent is there to go out there and win in Norman. I think that it's a matter of putting the pieces together. Yeah, I think that's fair. And this is a team that probably should have won the last two against Oklahoma. They won last year here in Morgantown. Two seasons ago, a bad snap uh, took them out of field goal range to kick a game-winning field goal, or they would have won that game. So it's not out of the question that they can go in there and win tomorrow. Again, uh, a lot on the line for them to get to that five-win mark here in the Big 12 with two games to go. Uh, They need some help, but the uh, title game is not out of the question. The problem is that help is going to be aided by either Texas or Oklahoma State possibly losing some games. Well, their schedule is pretty favorable for both those squads. Uh, Oklahoma State again this week's at UCF. Texas is at TCU. Next week, Oklahoma State's at Houston. Texas is at Iowa State. That one could be a little tricky in Ames. Uh, then it's Texas and Texas Tech after Thanksgiving, and it will be BYU at Oklahoma State. So just having to watch out for it, but you never know what could happen, and that also would mean West Virginia still has to win out in that case. All right, we will see what happens with that. Uh, the Mountaineers have been good. Can they prove what they are, though, and go in and shut down this Oklahoma offense that's been Uh, Scoring almost 40 points a game, uh, that will be something to watch for. Outside of football, I mentioned men's basketball plays tonight, and who knows what to think about this team, to be completely fair with you. Uh, They are 1-0 on this season. They beat Missouri State 67-59 in what was a fairly close game on Monday earlier this week. Tonight they'll play Monmouth at the WVU Coliseum, rather. And uh, Monmouth's not great, so you wonder if they will play a little bit better because the talent's going to be even more of a disparity there between what Missouri State and Monmouth are. However, you know, the roster is what it is right now, and there's nothing you can do about it. you got to figure out how to just win these games. It doesn't matter what the scores are, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if if it were a, an off season that were ideal for WVU, you would say, oh, well, WVU, you know, success would be going out there and winning by 30. But right now, the process is put the pieces together, try to get as organized as you can, and try to build that chemistry as much as you can before Big 12 play. And that's what they got to do, and that's what a lot of these games, you know, I saw a lot, I mean, was it upsetting to see the slow start against, uh, who did they open with? Missouri State. Missouri State, that's right, yeah. Was it upsetting to see that slow start? Yeah, sure, but you can't expect much better than that given the circumstances and I think this team will put it together don't I mean believe me I think there's real talent on this team 
to go out there and win some games and possibly make a little bit of noise in the Big 12. But you're without Kirk Risa. You're without a Cook a Cook. And that's not to mention, you know, the various guys who left after the Huggins incident. So you got to take what you can get right now with this basketball team. And the best possible outcome right now is for them to win games and build a little bit of a resume heading into Big 12 play and hope that some other guys can step in. And I think that they're in the process of that. I think outside of Jesse Edwards, you're going to look at um, Quinn Slazinski making contributions. He had a really good second half the other night. I think Ofri Neve is going to make, you know, make some contributions to this team as well. So we'll see what happens, but I don't think that all hope is lost for this men's basketball team. No, it'll be interesting, though. It's not going to be easy right now, especially without Carissa. Uh Slazinski stepped up. He's averaging 18 a game. That leads the team. Uh, you need Seth Wilson to be a bit more consistent, in my opinion. Kobe Johnson's been a good distributor of the basketball. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, it's been a lot of guys that just have to kind of see how it's going to work um and there's no way that they can shoot that bad in the first half like they did against Missouri State for the majority of this season that was unbelievably awful it doesn't usually happen like that so we'll see what they can do against Monmouth tonight and then they'll play Jacksonville State on Tuesday and then bang we're at Thanksgiving so uh yeah eh, looking forward to it but it's going to be interesting uh, on the women's side of things, the women's basketball team, they got a big win the other day uh, here at the West Virginia Coliseum uh, over Loyola, Maryland. It was the first of the Mark Kellogg era, Luke, uh, and it was a it was a nice win. I was over there, and of course you can hear every women's basketball game right here on U92 The Moose. Uh, 74-39 final, and this is a team I think that's going to be very good. Uh, this women's basketball team, J.J. Quinterly had 19, Jordan Harrison had 18, Lauren Fields had 13. They had three players in double figures. Two of them are transfers in. All three of them are playing for a new – or no, sorry. Uh, it's Jordan Harrison who is not playing for a new coach. She comes over with Kellogg. But the other two, obviously J.J.'s been here, but J.J. and Lauren both playing for new head coaches. Uh, that's something to watch out for. And then they're at Pitt tomorrow. So – uh, while it wasn't the prettiest first quarter, uh, remember the women play quarters, the men play halves. Uh, the second quarter, they outscored them 17 to two, and they really just shut them down defensively. And then they go tomorrow, and it's the backyard brawl, game two. Welcome to Morgantown, everybody. Uh, that's going to be fun, but uh, probably a little bit of a tough matchup for them. Uh, certainly interested to watch that before the football game tomorrow. I'll have my eyes up on the Espen Plus to see how that one goes out. But they they got a lot of talent on this team. Uh, they have a very fast front court. Yeah, I mean, the way this team just communicates defensively, moves the ball on offense, the amount of speed on this team, they're going to be a hard team to deal with for a lot of women's basketball programs this season. And I think that it's very rare that you see a team who is in its third head coach in three years. A lot of new pieces coming in move the ball that well on their first game out and very rarely can you see a team on its third head coach in three years and say oh yeah well they're taking a big step forward from last year I think that's going to be the case with this team they showed no signs of slowing down it looked like a completely new team in the best case possible and J.J. Quinterly 
is going to go out there and do her thing. But, you know, there's, there is depth at the guard position too with Jordan Harrison and bringing in some other pieces and the front court of Kylie Blackston. And I, I saw most of the first half and I did see Arg Babu, uh, her minute, her minutes. Yeah. And if she can go out there and just block some shots and snag some rebounds, then that's a very good front court. I mean, that's a, that's about as good as you can ask for in this uh, in this league. And she did go out there, and she made a difference. Like her difference was felt out there. And I think you can say the same for just about every player on this team. Each one yeah, of them. I think that everybody that got in uh, made a contribution. And yeah, their presence was felt. Yeah, you know, Kellogg says that there's six starters on this team, but they can only start five of them. I thought it was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Fifth-year senior Jayla Hemingway not get the start. Uh, again, they will be at Pitt tomorrow on November the 19th. They will have Youngstown State in town. That's going to be a full freaking day on campus, and I'm sure you'll already be home. Next weekend? Mm-hmm. I'm, stick- I'm sticking On the around. Sunday? Possibly. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see what happens. Sunday's going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, because the women play, and then men's soccer will play. And some others, oh, it's going to be a full day. I think there's wrestling that day. Uh, but, yeah, all right. So, the women's basketball team, we'll see what they can do in the backyard brawl. But, again, uh, congrats to Coach Kellogg on that. Heading back around the schedule. Men's soccer, I just mentioned them. We're going to go there next. <sighs> again, the Mountain State Derby Part 2 on Sunday. I will be on the call for that one with Mariano Maradiega down in Huntington, West Virginia is the plan. Um doesn't get much crazier than that. Does not get much crazier than that. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot honestly give you an expectation for this game based off of the last one. I don't think it will be anything like that. Uh, but then again, I went in expecting that to be a 1-0 result, not a 5-2 result. So seven goals in the last contest. I doubt we'll see that again. But would it shock me? Probably not. Uh, should be a lot of fun. <sighs> They really tried their best to not get West Virginia fans in that building. Oh yeah, I'll just say that. I did say I did see that down in Huntington. Uh, so we'll see what the fan turnout looks like. Twenty dollars a ticket is unlike what we've seen here. I will just put it that way. Uh, so going to be interesting. But uh, Marshall looks really good. They're back to number one in the country. West Virginia was five in the latest rankings. Uh, they don't need to win on Sunday. Uh, for anything other than, you know, pride. They're guaranteed to get a first-round buy, in my opinion, already. Um, can't get much more than that. You know, they went on Sunday. They'll for sure be a top-four seed. I think they could be the overall number-one seed. But once you're in, you know, the top eight, uh, for the most part, you're going to be playing just about everything at home all the way up to Louisville. Uh, and then after that, it's kind of, there you go. You're going out there to try to win a national title. Can this team do it? I think they got a chance. Uh, but we will see what it looks like for the second time on Sunday, Luke. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, you kind of had to be there to understand just how hostile that environment was on the side of West Virginia. And, you know, now WVU is going to be playing in probably the most hostile environment they will have seen so far this year. I think that's safe to say. I think there's a special kind of hatred between WVU and Marshall, especially in a sport where they're so close in terms of talent and quality and you know they've both consistently been top five over the course of the season so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that but overall I mean 
this is just great for West Virginia sports as a whole, I think. And I'm really excited. I'll be there, too, uh, on coverage for the Daily Athenaeum. So be sure to read that recap once it's out. But, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a really fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, I mentioned wrestling's got a quad meet this weekend, and it looks like it should be pretty fun out there. Uh, that's one that you can watch on the Espen Plus over at the Wrestling Pavilion. Uh, Kent State will be here, Cleveland State will be here, and Duke. So we'll see how that goes. That's a long day for some of our friends over that work on the ESPN Plus side of things. I've been talking to them about it Uh 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m. in the Mountaineer quad. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it'll be cool. Uh, they finally kind of get their season really going now, especially starting with a home match. Uh, they were in the Southeast Open last week. Um, don't really have time to go through the last two weeks here, Luke. I know we missed an episode last week, but yeah. Tan Man's got to get to class. Yeah. <laughs> we got a long night ahead of us. <laughs> long night tomorrow and a long night the next night. Um so, how about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Swim and Dive, they compete next Thursday and Friday and Saturday at the Morgan Town. Oh, I didn't say that. At the Aquatic Center at Milan Park. I know what it's called. It's the WVU Invitational. Should be a lot of fun. There are three full day meets. Uh, so, you'll swim in the morning and then go back for finals at night. That is a long day. Long day. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll probably head over there for at least some of that. Um, I mentioned the Mid-Atlantic Regionals in Bethlehem, PA, Luke, for the cross-country team. Uh, so they're, you know, getting near the end. Uh, gymnastics starting here shortly in a month or yeah. so. Uh, looking forward to that. Women's soccer season obviously has uh, ended but uh, a lot of signing day stuff yesterday. We'll break that stuff down for you more when we don't have much to talk about in the spring yeah. when we kind of see those things. Um, but lots of good recruits, I think, coming in the building, uh, yeah. in the buildings around campus, I should say, because there's been all kinds of news and notes about who's coming to almost heaven. And, uh, you know, they all say kind of the same thing. I'm excited to see what those country roads are like. Oh, yeah. Something something to that degree. And yeah. uh, you can't blame them. I know uh, the women's basketball team got two top 100 recruits, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's big. Wrestling had five signings. Izzo Brown had five signings. Like, there's a lot. Baseball had a ton of them. Uh, so, it, yeah, signing day is always, always an exciting day. Uh, volleyball, they're down in Lubbock again tonight. Luke, they have struggled again as yeah. late. But uh, Sonhara announced a couple signings yesterday. Hopefully that's going to help them here in the future. Uh, we'll see if they can get a set or two tonight down in Lubbock before they go over to Waco to play Baylor. They've only got two games left. Uh, senior night will be next Wednesday, uh, Luke. Or no, sorry, November the 22nd. Um, that's weird that they would do that. And then the 25th on Saturday, they'll play in Norman before the NCAA tournament. Uh, the rifle team, you got anything on them for me? Uh, rifle team, they are hosting a quad today. Mm -hmm. Or, no, Sunday, sorry. Uh, looking at the wrong date. But they're going to be hosting Air Force, Murray State, and Nebraska. And, I mean, they're just on a roll. I mean, clear and far and away the number one team in the nation. They had, they back-to-back -back beat, I believe it was Nebraska, who was also a top five ranked team. But they are just 
on fire behind the efforts of the likes of Mary Tucker and other names who, if you follow WVU Rifle, I'm sure you're familiar with the name Mary Tucker because she's yeah. just a fantastic shooter. But takes more than just her. They're just so all across the board consistent. And they've been having as good of a, as good of a start to this season as you could hope for. And something that I think Tanner Mounts and I on Twitter were, uh, or on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, were uh, talking a little bit about the rifle team. And, you know, it's nothing new. WVU is used to this success, but it's always awesome to see any sports program wearing the blue and gold also just continue their dominance. Yeah. Uh, so good luck to them this weekend. Yeah, they 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 haven't lost. So no, they, they, they haven't lost, and I don't believe like they've shot against anybody else, anybody who wasn't ranked up to mm-hmm. this point. So I mean, yeah, how about that? Hm. Can't blame it on the easy schedule. No, no, you cannot. Uh, okay. Did we miss anything, Luke? I don't think we did. I don't believe so. I think we've covered it all. There you go. How about it? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that'll do it for us here today. Um, you got anything fun to talk about that you want to mention really quickly? Steelers beat the Titans two weeks yeah, they ago. Yeah, did. It's the first time I'm seeing Luke. Yeah. How about it? Uh, you know, in all my time of being a Titans fan, I have yet to see them beat the Steelers. Yeah. They played them four times. How about it? Yeah, how about it? Makes me so happy. Fat Randy Bullock. No good. He's not even oh a kicker gosh. anymore. No, he... They've gone through like five kickers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should bring him back. Nope, nope. No, they they have their kicker. That's the mo- that's the big positive for mm-hmm. this team. They mm-hmm. have their kicker, Nick Folk. You might have He's your uh, franchise guy. I think so too. Uh, of course you do. All right, we'll be back uh, potentially next week. Thanksgiving's going to throw it off, but if Luke and I are both in town, we'll we'll come in here on Friday because there's no are there classes Friday next week. I don't have class anyway on Friday, so. It's not the point. All right. Thank you. We'll be back. I don't know. (laughs) It's the MSI podcast. Good luck to all those Mountaineers competing this weekend.